everyone. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3 before. On December 9th and 10th, in all three services, we will take some time to honor and remember loved ones who have been lost in the past year. On that weekend, you will have an opportunity to write the name of your loved one on an ornament and you will be able to place them on one of two trees. During the remembrance, four candles will be lit, one each for grief, courage, memory, and love. Laminated bookmarks will be available and will have on them the poem, Four Candles. We encourage you to worship with us that weekend as we honor and remember loved ones we have lost. Going through the holidays can be difficult when you're grieving the loss of a loved one. The best way to navigate this kind of grief is with the support of others. The Family Care Ministry is hosting Grief Share, Surviving the Holidays, every Saturday from November 25th through December 30th. The group meets from 3 to 5 p.m. in room 105 at the Bear Campus. If you find yourself in a season of grief, it's important to surround yourself with people who can support and encourage you whether it's the first holiday season after a loved one has passed or the 10th. To learn more, contact Linda Horan at the Bear Campus office at 302-836-2862. Our Senior Center is sponsoring a trip on Friday, December 8th. Everyone is invited to December in Smithville. The group will travel by motor coach to Smithville, New Jersey for food, Christmas shopping, and Christmas lights on the lake. The trip will depart at 10 a.m. from the Bear Campus. Cost for the coach is $36 per person. You don't have to be a senior to go on this trip. The focus is to engage the Senior Center and our church family. To learn more or to sign up, contact Marianne Strayhorn at mstrayhorn at ctcde.church. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our ministries by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you be feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. I welcome you online. If you're joining us online, thank you for being here with us today. We are glad that you are with us today. I want to take a brief moment as we begin worship this morning. And uh, you see that Bill and Debbie and Carolyn are not on the platform this morning because uh, Bill and Debbie are away for a family wedding. So we have uh, uh, a group with us called After uh, Alter Life. This is Afterlife. That's the wrong one. Altar Life, what a great name that is, and uh, led by Des uh, at the keyboard, Ryan on the guitar, and Chad on vocals. We're very glad to have them with us today. So let me invite you to stand up with us as they lead us in worship this morning, uh, and we, we begin uh, praising God. Thank you. 
let's lift a shout of praise this morning. Amen. It is wonderful to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I was listening to the praise team and I was thinking just what a beautiful, wonderful day to wake up and give thanks to the Lord. He loves us so much. His mercy endures through all generations. That's just a wonderful thing to know, something that we can cling to in these times. Amen. We're glad that you're here. Whether you're in this room or whether you're online, Sunday is just the start of the week, and it's good to be in God's presence. We say this often. Oh, I'm sorry. Please sit down. Please, Please sit down. It's, it's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. And we say this every week. On your table or at your chair, there is a card inside of an envelope, and on the front of the card, it says love, serve, and engage. We know that's our missional statement at Christ the Cornerstone, and as a matter of fact, we're in a sermon series right now about what these words, how to live into these words. They're words of Christian action. So you're going to hear a sermon about it a little later today. But it's what we do, it's how we do ministry at Christ, the cornerstone. On the rear of the Connect card, there's an opportunity for you to write your name and the name of everyone that's with you. And also, you may record prayer requests and praise reports there. If you're online this morning, there is a tab that you can click that says Connect. You can enter your information there, and you may also click the Prayer tab to list prayer concerns and praise reports. The, the positive thing, the important thing to know is that during the week, we meet in small groups to pray over your requests and your prayer concerns. And of course, this is all done very confidentially. If you are new here and you're in the room, after worship service, please stop by Connect Central. Pastor Vaughn or a member of the Family Care Ministry will be sure to meet you there and welcome you with a small gift. If this is your first time here and you're online, please click the New Here button and enter the requested information. During the week, um, um, Pastor Vaughn and the Family Care Ministry will reach out to you and welcome you aboard officially. On your table, you can see um, a card that on the front says Give Thanks. And we're in the period of Thanksgiving, a time where we focus on Thanksgiving. And I know somebody's going to say, well, I'm thankful for turkey and stuffing, but there's so much more to be thankful for. Um, You may record sermon notes on the Give Thanks card, but on the rear, there are monthly announcements. We're glad that you are here, whether you are physically with us in this room or whether you are with us online. And may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. It is our prayer. Again, welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. And Pastor Roger is going to join us now and give you a weekly report out. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. Again, welcome. And if you're joining us 
online, I thank you for being with us online, and it's good. And, and again, uh, we've got Altar Life leading us in worship this morning, uh, led by Des and Ryan uh, and Chad, and we're glad to have them with us with us today. I want to take just a moment um, to to give, you know, the body of Christ is important, and we need to lift one another up in prayer. And uh, one of our church members has passed away. Uh, this weekend, you might remember John Harmon. He used to stand at our door and, and greet people. He passed away uh, a couple of days ago. And so we'll be celebrating his life with his family on Tuesday night. Uh, the services are in Baltimore, uh, but Pastor Vaughn and I will be traveling down with, some, with a few others. But keep John, uh, John's family in prayer uh, as, we, uh, as we remember him uh, this week. And just continue to hold one another. Uh, in prayer as we are the body of Christ together. As we, uh, Fran mentioned that we love, serve, and engage, and uh, yep, she said we're talking about that this morning, which indeed we are. And uh, one of the ways that we serve is by giving generously to what God has done, uh, given to us. We share our resources with God. And uh, we have some scriptures that we read together just to remind us that that all that we have is God's and we are here to, to share and to give generously. And when we do, God, <clears throat> God blesses us in all things. So let's read this scripture uh, out loud together. It says, Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Powerful scripture on uh, teaching us how to handle our money and other resources. Can't give what you don't have, but give what you do have generously and with a grateful heart. Let's return to worship. Let's stand again together as the team leads us uh, in worship. Let me offer this prayer uh, as, we, as we go into worship. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you for being with us. Thank you for uniting us together, the body of Christ. Lord, we do remember those who are grieving today. We pray, God, that you would be with them, that you would bless them, that you would guide them. And God, come and send your Holy Spirit upon us as we continue to worship you in these next moments. Come and be manifest in the praises of your people. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
you in on like a little funny little memento that just happened uh, a few seconds ago came out on stage i love mints and especially like a church mint there's just something like special about a church mint i don't know <laughs> um but i had a mint backstage and i 
popped it in my mouth about a second before we came on stage. So that whole entire first song, I was trying to just sing through having a mint <laughs> in my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's a holy mint. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, not very easy, but, you know, we're here to praise God. And um, on my way here this morning, we come from South Jersey, so we're about 45 minutes to an hour away. Um, on my drive here, I just decided, let's put on praise music today. Let's make today the day or a day that we glorify God, that we sing praises, that we worship, that we gather together, and that we're thankful. Because we're in that, that thankful season. I mean, year-round we should be in that thankful season, but this month, specifically with Thanksgiving, you know, just giving God all of the thanks and all of the praise for everything that he's done for us and everything that he's going to continue to do for us. So let's just be thankful today. Let's, be, let's have thankful hearts, and let's just worship together. We're going to sing this next song. It's, uh, it's one of my favorites. It's called Same God.
change the order a little bit. I want to invite the kids if they come forward. Thank you guys for leading us in worship this morning. It's a, a beautiful time together. Um, okay, can we Ryan, can we move this back? Thank you. Yep. Okay. Now, I have, I have an illustration that I wanted to use. Y'all can be seated for a minute while we do this. See over in this box over here, I have a big parachute. And uh, I thought before you guys go downstairs that we just unfold this and have a little fun with it. So it's got everybody to grab an egg. We'll talk about it. It is big. So we've got to back up. Watch out for the equipment behind you. Josh, why don't you go back that way a little bit? Okay, stretch it out. All right. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you can grab that side. We're not, we're all not we're not all going to fit on the platform. So some some people are going to have to be down there. And uh, let's keep spread stretching it out. Keep going. Keep going. There we go. Okay. And you can back up. Back up a little bit. We need some more people to help this edge where there aren't kids. Can y'all help us? Help! Get up! <laughs> Jack, Jack, thank you. More people over here. Come on, adults, get up. Y'all sitting there? Look at you, uncooperative old people. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't beat them, join them, and if you can't join them, insult them, right? <laughs> I love you all, but I want you up to get up here. Okay, so I'm going to talk about something. I call them parachute people. And and let's pretend, now where's Jack Jack? Does he want to get in the middle of it? You want Jack Jack to get in the middle of the... Okay, Dad, what? I heard a, I heard a mom say no. <laughs> Dad, where's, where's Jack Jack going? He's, he's going? he's going going to his brother. Anyway, so let's pretend that when we're living life, just like if we were on this, uh, or underneath this parachute, there would be ropes connecting us to the parachute as we float down through the air, right? And, and let's pretend that, so we've got people all around us, and as we live life, we need people to help support us through life, right? Does that make sense? Somebody say yes. yes. I've lost the crowd. <laughs> and, uh, okay, hold still. Delaney, on three, you and I, everybody, everybody pull a parachute tight. And then when I say three, Delaney and I, right next to me, we're going we're gonna to let go of our sides. But everybody else, hold on. And watch what happens to the parachute. Okay, you all don't let go. Just me and Delaney. Hold on. Ready? One, two, three. Let go. There. So if you were, look at that. Something happened. When we lost some people who are supporting us, 
some other things happened and the parachute tried to went started to go askew. Now, if I was hanging underneath that, I'd be saying, wait a minute, what's going on? What's going on? Until I can find some more people. Now we pick it back up to, to help support me again. You know, we got a church full of people. And this is kind of an illustration of the church. We're all in this thing together, helping each other get through life, right? Right. And we need each other. And this is a great illustration uh, of the church. Okay, now let's have, let's have fun for, for a little bit. Uh, let's all lift our hands up like this with the parachute. Up, 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 up. Woo! And now down. Woo! And up. Woo! Together. Woo! There it goes. Woo! And down. All right, now shake it. We should have a beach ball. All right, and up, everybody up. Oops, there goes the music stand. Up, 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 and down. And right, everybody let go. Nice. Okay, let's have a prayer. You guys can go downstairs to, to, your, to your groups, and uh, thank you for being here. Let's pray. God, we thank you for our children. We ask you to bless them and help them today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jeff. How's that? Pick up the tablet. Put it right side up. How's that? Thank you. <laughs> that's help. See, that's that's help. Some of us are. Some of us. Hi, Jack. Going over to help Dad. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. What's the mission of Christ the Cornerstone? Do you remember? Let's say it. Again. We are here. We are here to love God. Well, wait a minute. Y'all aren't in this together. Repeat after me. We are here. To love God and all people so that all people may experience the life-changing love of God through Jesus. One more time. We're here to love God and all people so that all people may experience the life-changing love of God in Jesus. And Fran has talked about that, the ways that we do it. She, we mention it every week. It's on the card. Our strategy and our goal is what we do and it's how we do it. We do this. We accomplish loving God and all people so that all people may experience the life-changing love of Jesus by loving God. And we experience God's love. And then we, we love all people. We love. I mean, that's, that is so critical. It's not, it's not always an emotion, right? Because love is not always emotion. Love is an action. Love is a verb. And there are times when I don't feel like it. <laughs> I don't feel like doing the loving thing. But I am committed to do the loving thing. There 
are times when I fail, and I confess those times. I say, God, help me love others. And then we serve. We've talked about, we talked about that last week. We serve. We serve God. We serve others. We serve one another. Some of us serve inside the, the church, inside our activities as a church. We, we stand at the door. We set up the coffee. We get the room ready. We, get, we, we, we arrive 30 minutes before everybody else does. Why? So that we can show God's love to other people. I mean, the, 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 the team... Uh, Altar life. They, they didn't just show up this morning at 9 o'clock to lead you in worship. They've spent hours preparing just for you today. That's service. And it's serving within the church. They drove all the way <laughs> from someplace in southern New Jersey to get here. And some of us serving inside this church. But God calls some of us to, to go outside the church and use our gifts and our talents and our abilities, and God equips us to be able to do that. You have something to give. You have a purpose and an ability, so use it. And the third word that we focus on is the word, we use the word engage. I was asked the question yesterday, now, I understand love, I understand serve, but engage, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, Pastor Roger. So, let, let me give you a, a, an old illustration from uh, a 1960s television show that came back in the 1980s. And if you're a Trekkie, you'll understand this. Remember Jean-Luc Picard in... in, in generation or, or whatever. I'm afraid my battery is going weak, but it's not. Sometimes it sounds fine. It's okay. Jean-Luc Picard would give an order. would sit down in his engage. What's that mean? Does that mean we're going to get married? <laughs> no. It means get to it. So we love, we serve, and we get to it. So if you, when you th hear this word engage, I want you to think, it is time to go. It is time to act. It is time to take what God has done in my life, what God has done in our church, what God has done for the world, and put it out there, engaging the rest of the world. With what? Well, first of all, with His love. So we show God to all people. And engage them. We talk with people. We share with them the good message of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're talking about this morning. And i got to get moving. Oh, they didn't. Good. They didn't even start the clock for the sermon. Woohoo! That's good news. No counseling today. That's good. I want us to go to Hebrews chapter 10. And it's not going to be on the so you'll need to find it in the Bible on the pew or on your chair or on the chair or on the table uh, or on your tablet or app or whatever you've got. You want to follow along with, with the Scripture this morning from Hebrews chapter 10. The Bible is, you know, it, it's not easy to pick one verse in the Bible that describes the good news of Jesus because the entire Bible describes the good news of Jesus. What do I need? What's happening to my... I got a green light on mine all the time. 
oh no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, that's better. Turn it on. That's off. Got paper in one hand, a microphone in another. You're really confining me this morning. I was doing a presentation once, and one of my old professors, I had invited him to come to the church and and talk, and uh, he noticed that I didn't talk without moving my hands, and uh, he made fun of me a little bit, but we'll see what I can do now. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 through 25, and this, you know, describing... The good news of Jesus in one verse is not easy because the entire Bible is all good news for us. It's all about what God has planned and done through Jesus Christ. But I think this is a pretty good summary of what Jesus has done for us. And this is the good news that we have to share with all people in order that they can experience. You know, in our mission statement, that word experience is extremely important. Because it doesn't say so that they can know God's love. Because there's a difference between knowing something and experiencing something. And if we experience something, we know something more deeply than an intellectual knowledge. Young people say, well, how will I know that she's the one to marry or he's the one to marry? And those who are married will say, You'll just know. That is not an intellectual knowledge that we're talking about. It's an experiential knowledge. Jesus Christ came in order that we can experience God's forgiveness, God's love, God's truth in our lives. It's not just an intellectual knowledge. It's a heartfelt, life-changing knowledge. It's an experience. Those, what's that phrase? If you know, you know. So from Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 11, this is a description of it. Under the Old Covenant, meaning the Old Testament, the old system of of the sacrificial system of the Old Testament, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest is offered him. But our high priest, and the high priest is Jesus, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for our sins, good for all time. And then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. Jesus is Lord. Should get an amen for that. (laughs) Because by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made perfect. Holy. You know, 
God says, be holy as I am holy. Be pure as I am pure. To be holy means to be set aside. Set aside for a purpose. Not set aside because you're worthless. Set aside because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. To be made holy, pure, whole, complete, with integrity. And integrity, you know, we think about t- uh, integrity in, a, in an engineering sense. And if a bridge has integrity, the bridge will last and it will do what it was intended to do. If the bridge loses integrity, it has cracks in it, it's weak, and it's dangerous. You don't want to live your life on a bridge that is not in, ha- does not have integrity. A ship that has integrity is a ship that is whole and together. You don't want to sail in a boat that doesn't have integrity. Don't live a life that doesn't have that wholeness, that togetherness, that integrity that Jesus Christ gives to us. For by that one offering, Jesus forever made perfect, made Let's understand this word perfect. This word perfect does not mean everybody is alike. In our modern manufacturing systems, you know, silly illustration, but it just came to my mind, and that's the danger of illustrations coming to my mind. Carolyn told me yesterday her hair dryer quit. <laughs> that's why her hair looked as beautiful as it did yesterday, which is not quite as beautiful as it did the day before because her hairdryer quit. (laughs) When she goes to buy another hairdryer, she buys the same hairdryer. She expects the same hairdryer to look alike, to work alike, to be perfect, just like the old one. That is not this word perfect. This word perfect is mature. This word perfect is complete. This word perfect means whole. This this word perfect means matched up rightly. This word perfect means ripe. And you've heard me say this. This is my go-to illustration for, for this word. An apple that is perfect does not taste like a strawberry that is also perfect. You are to be created to be the perfect, the mature person that God intends you to do, to be. That is only possible through your faith in Jesus Christ. Because He is your Creator. So who would know what your life is supposed to be except the one who created you? And, and all of our sins are, are a barrier between us and our Creator. But Jesus came in order to take away the barrier of sin in our lives so that we can be made mature, complete, pure, perfect, as this Word says. For by that one offering, Jesus forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Now, that's a strange word because it says we are perfect, but then it says we are being made holy as God is holy. It's a process. And the Holy Spirit testifies that this is so. 
God's Holy Spirit comes and witnesses to our own human spirit that this is so. That's what that verse means, that this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. What laws? Yes, praise God. Let's go to Jesus. When we ask the question, we see the word laws in here. Really? There are how many laws? 600 and some laws in the, in, in the Old Testament that the Israelites were supposed to follow, something like that. You're going to write them on our heart. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh-uh. Jesus summarized them. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second commandment is equal to the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater command or law than this. How can we humans do that? We see over and over every generation humanity fails to fulfill the law of God. The only way humanity can do that is to have Jesus Christ written in the hearts of us and in our minds for His Spirit to come into our spirit and say... This is what I want you to do. And the Holy Spirit comes to equip us, to enable us to do that. And He sends us out. I will put my laws in their hearts and write them on their minds. And then He says, I will never again remember the sins and lawless deeds. I read this phrase and I think, well, that's an interesting way to say it. Why, don't, why didn't the translators just say, he forgets all of our sins and lawless deeds? Isn't that the same thing? Is there a difference between he, he will remember no more or he will forget? Sounds like there's a difference with those things. And, and what I love about this phrase, the way the author, uh, and God inspired the author certainly to say this this way, it says, then he says, and this is, a, this is a quote from the book of Jeremiah, I will never again remember. God chooses to never again throw up your sins back into your face. Don't let the devil do that to you either. Or anybody else. Because there are many people in this world, and and we have arguments all the time in our marriages or at work or whatever. You remember when you did that, don't you? Oh, you're going to bring that up again, are you? And why do we do that? We do that in order to beat down the other person so that we can have power over that person. That's exactly what the evil one does for us. You remember that day when you stole that thing. You remember that day when you cheated on that test. You remember that year when you did your taxes and, and you and you you, you you said, Oh, I don't want I forgot to claim that, but I don't want to claim that. Or I don't I don't really have the money to pay that. So if I just slip this over here, nobody'll know. Remember that job that we had to do and you took credit when somebody else did the better work than you did? The devil wants you to remember your sins. But God, Jesus, because of His sacrifice on the cross, because of His one offering, forgave all those things. And God says, I didn't forget it, but I am choosing to remember it no more. That's beautiful. That's love, isn't it? 
Because even in our own marriages, we do things to hurt our spouses. And we say we love each other. And the loving thing is, don't bring it up again. (laughs) Oh, God, help us do these things to be loving. God says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Why? Because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So I figured out how to turn pages with two hands and full. Verse 18 says, And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. Verse 19 says, And so, here's the conclusion. Because of Jesus' act on the cross, because God chooses never again to remember your sins, He says, Let us... Nope. He says we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. We, we can walk right in to the presence of the one who created us, the presence of the one who gave us this law, the presence of the one who, to, 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 who for our sins separated us from him. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, we got this is a silly little illustration. I'm going to throw Aaron Arian under the bus. He's one of our, he's, he's on the camera right over there. And now he's thinking, oh, no, what is he going to say? So Arian was sitting there on his computer. He had a bottle of water uh, or not on the computer at the camera. He had a bottle of water and the, the bottle of water fell down onto the onto the platform that the camera's on. And I watched Arian kind of look down and he had his hands on the on the camera and he's. He said, uh-oh, I've made an interruption in in somebody's worship, and now I I want my water. I can't get my water. I could see the the wheels turning. I went over, and I picked up the bottle of water, and I handed it back to Arian, and he looked at me with a little sheepish little grin like, oh, no, the boss has just caught me uh, uh, messing around, and I I made a slight mistake. Forget it, Arian. It's nothing. Those things happen. But... How much greater? You know, God is the one, God is the boss, and and to every every person has has done something to disappoint what we know the boss has told us to do. But because of Jesus Christ, we can step into and face the boss without any fear and trembling, because Jesus forgives us, and God says, "I will not throw that back up yet." In your face, like I did to Arian. Poor Arian. Thank you, Arian. Anything I see and hear may be used in a sermon. <laughs> it's part of the danger of life as a pastor. So, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. And by his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. It's talking about the, the Old Testament temple. There, was the, 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 there were three sections, three main sections. One was the, was the outer court and one was an inner court where... Certain people could go. The people could gather in the outer court. In the inner court, only the priests could go. But then there was the most holy place that only the high priest could go. And then only at certain times. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was. That's where That was known as the seat of God. 
And he's saying to us, we can go right up to the presence of God, the seat of God, without fear or trembling because of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. Verse 20 says, By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Praise God. This is good news. For us to experience, not just know. So let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promises. God can be trusted to keep His promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love. Engage. You see what's going on here? We, we have the good news described to us, and then at the end of this, this verse, there is a verb, engage, get to it. What do we get to? So here's this understanding that we finally got to. It's on 10 o'clock, time to stop. <laughs> we finally have arrived. What does this word engage mean? It means to get to it. Get to what? It means to get to, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted. Then it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let's prod one another to acts of good work. Let's say, come on, there's a need over there, let's go do it. Come on, it's time to pray, let's pray together. Come on. Let's read Scripture. Let's study this together. Let's talk about our lives together and how we are, we are succeeding, how we are failing. What are our struggles as the body of Christ? Remember the parachute people that we have. We need each other. We must engage with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ to provoke, to <laughs> instigate, to motivate one another to love and good deeds. Not just love one another, but then to turn around and having been placed in this setting together where we have poked and prodded and and discovered each other's gifts and we say, go do this. Then we leave this space and we engage the world with our actions, with our words, with our good deeds so that they can experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Let's engage. I know many of you are in many ways. You're doing it in your homes. Yay, you're doing it at work. Yay, praise God. But you wonder why are we an organization? Why are we a church? What are we doing? We're engaging. We're engaging one another. And if you are not in one of our small groups or you don't have a handful of people or you don't have, you don't have parachute people and other times I've brought that parachute out and I, I, I've explained it with a little bit more detail, but we, we all need about 15 to 20 people at any moment throughout our lives around our parachute supporting us. 
Those people need to be family members. They need to be co-workers. They need to be friends from college or friends from school, whatever our age is. So, so think about, you know, go home and, and draw a circle. Draw your parachute and see if you can come up with 20 people who are supporting you and, and you know that you are part of their parachute as well. And it's a mutual relationship. If you're, they're supporting you, you're making a commitment to support them. Parachute people. We need to engage with one another and be there for each other. And there are many times, we, and I have a hard time. I'm an introvert. I have a hard time paying attention to 20 people. That sounds horrible in my life. Introverts. Now, extroverts, oh, that doesn't sound like very money. I want 200 people around my parachute. Well, you try to maintain an intimate, mutual relationship with 200 people. You're going to wear yourself out. You can't be to 200 people a parachute person, Pastor Vaughn. <laughs> we need each other as a church. We have many places. Chrissy uh, is, it helps organize the small group ministries, the life group ministries of our church. And if you're not part of a group, and if you can't name at least five people, I think that's the that's the minimum number of people in your church that ought to be part of your parachute. So you got five from church, you got five from work, you got five from the family, you got five from someplace else. Who's supporting you through life? But don't forget this question. It's not about who's supporting you. It's about who you also are committing to support. This is the engagement part of love, serve, and engage. And to those people, so remember, we're engaging one another to grow in our faith. We're engaging the rest of the world with the good message of Jesus Christ so that all people may experience the life-changing love of God through faith. As we pray, I'm going to ask the team if you'll come back and, and lead us in a song as we pray together. And uh, I want to invite you. I want to invite you, first of all, to engage Jesus Christ. To, to, to make that decision if you never have or if you've been kind of out there or if you, or, or if you don't have that experience of the, that experience of God's Holy Spirit witnessing to your human spirit that your sins are forgiven today, I, want, I invite you to say, Jesus, I need you to share your Holy Spirit with me to show me that I can know experientially that my sins are forgiven. That I am part of the family of God. And, I, and then the second invitation is that, that, that as we pray together, that if, if you need others to, to be that support for you, that if you need to engage, maybe, maybe you're, you're like me, you're an extrovert, and it takes a long time to decide who am I going to trust who, and, and to whom can I rely on and who will I allow to rely on me. Let that be your prayer this morning. If somebody, that happens throughout life. We, we lose people around our parachute through death, through illness, through, through bad behaviors, through abuse. We realize that we can't, we've got to change our entire parachute sometimes. Lord, help. And maybe there are people at the prayer stations this morning, and maybe you don't want to pray alone. You want to go engage with somebody at a prayer station. Because I need, I need some help with this. Just pray for me. Or you can come here at the platform and pray by yourself. But let's stand together as 
team leads us in a song and we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your good news. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice that leads us to our Heavenly Father without fear and trembling. We worship you. We continue to worship you this morning. God, help us respond to you in prayer and with trust in you. We thank you, Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. I invite you to pray.
Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress. You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress. You go before us. shine in the shadows you win every battle nothing can stand against the power of our God so when I fight I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high oh God the battle belongs to you and every fear I Lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. Uh, God bless you, and enjoy your Thanksgiving week this week. Give praise to God. Thanks for being here. Have a great day.